Turn everything up in this direction. There we go. That looks like it. Is it picking you up? Is it picking me up? Yes, it is. Good. Hello, and welcome to a very special edition of the Polis Podcast, Free Comic Book Day edition. I'm your host, Kendall. With me is Jared. Hello, hello. Welcome, everybody, to uh, Free Comic Book Day. And uh, we're set up right next to the Bouncy House, so uh, that's not screams of terror. That's screams of joy you hear in the background. (laughs) It actually looks like the recording's coming through pretty all right. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. So I've had my, I've, we've had, we've talked to one person so far, or I've talked to one person so far, who's never, who didn't know what a podcast was. Um, but uh, and I talked to a guy. I'm not sure if he's a transformer or a Power Ranger. Yeah, I'm not sure who that character is either. His face looks like it should be a transformer. The Ghostbusters are here. They actually scared me. I saw them coming down the road with their sirens on, and I thought it was the cops. Or like, I might have to pull over to the side <laughs> for an ambulance. I'm like, oh, no, there's a ghost loose. Pull over. Yep, yep. Um, I am very – I've got some – I picked up my comics. I haven't read them yet. I got uh, I got the Transformers Unicron, uh, Ave- the Earth's Mightiest Heroes Avengers, uh, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers Shattered Grid, uh, Amazing Spider-Man by by Nick Spencer. I'm Ooh. very excited for that, and uh, of course, uh, Bongo Comics Free for All. <laughs> I I swear, like I don't know if anybody actually buys Simpsons comics, but those but the free comic it is always a highlight of Free Comic Book Day to read a Simpsons comic. I am probably going to be missing out on all the comics today because I probably have not gotten any of them yet, so they'll probably be gone before I know it. Yeah. <laughs> At least all the good ones will be. Yeah, yeah, well, never know. Maybe I can buy them on eBay for more than free. Yeah. We should also probably mention we are recording from Packrat today. Yes, we're recording from uh, Packrat Comics here. Eisner um, award-winning store. Yep. Loads of fun. Hopefully we some we'll people showing up here, not the crowd I would expect. stuff away, yeah. Mostly people that look like me, not children. That should be introduced to comics yeah that's no that's true there actually does seem to be a little bit of an older crowd than some than sometimes last year it was definitely a very young crowd still very early i'm sure all the collectors are probably getting here so they can make sure they get all theirs yep. and then yep. leave the scraps for the kids all right well we should probably get to talking to people instead of just standing here with microphones so uh We'll close this segment out, and there will be more segments. More to come, probably. Every single Wednesday, I go to the shop. Spend more than I should on comics. I buy my pool and a can of pop. It's Wednesday, I want to go to the shop. Oh, yeah, we should have plenty. All right. Should we just dive in or you need to do let's something just, first? Let's do it. should be good. All right. Welcome back to the 50th episode of The Poll List because at the beginning, we definitely recorded some stuff and I haven't listened to it, so I assume it's usable. I'm I'm Kendall, in <laughs> case you forgot. 
Well, these could be some new listeners after Free Comic Book Day, so we'll say hello to all the uh, the waves of new listeners. Yes, yes. Uh, and congratulations to Dylan and Storm, who won our raffle. Dylan won a $20 gift card to Packrat, and, uh, and Storm <laughs> won a signed copy of Action Comics 1000. Wow. And uh, also thanks to everybody who uh, came and talked to us at Free Comic Book Day and all that stuff. So good turnout. Yeah. From what I saw. Yeah. So, uh, and it, and it kept, you left around one. It, it was steady at least until three, three thirty. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. It, it, it was, we had, we had a lot of people. I gave out 30 copies of the free comic book day CD that I made and sold four copies of my CD, which is nice. really, which is really nice selling four copies considering like, People had not, I didn't have a way to have people hear the music. So, uh, that's a good point. Yeah. It's like four better than zero copies. Sold. Yeah. I think, I think next time that I want to do that with a, and have a CD that I'm selling, uh, I'm going to have like a laptop with like a 45 second clip of like 10 seconds of each song or something. Yeah. So that people can have some clue what they're purchasing. Um, <laughs> But, uh, although I did, although I did, uh, people that had any, it was only $5. So, uh, but the real reason people are listening, comic books, um, I feel like starting, uh, do it. So, uh, yeah. So I got this big old stack of books here. Let's start with the biggest of the old stack of books. Avengers number one by Jason Aaron. Did you read this? Oh, I did. I, I, this is my, this is the Avengers book that I've been waiting for. Like, uh, the couple of little one shots and little stories in the free comic book day, as well as the legacy story of the like 5 million years ago, Avengers I've really enjoyed. And then, and then, uh, this, this is a, I don't know. I, there are some comic book cliches that I kind of like, like I like, Avengers books where they're like, okay, uh, so we've formed teams 11,000 times before what's going to be different this time. And, and you know, basically the idea is here rather than like the, you know, Hickman's Hickman's run was, we got to be bigger. We're going to be, everybody's an Avenger. And before that it was the new Avengers. They were putting them together and they were like, we need, uh, this guy and uh, this guy and uh, this guy. And I think it was sort of similar with mighty Avengers. I don't remember exactly how Mark Wade's Avengers formed or if they just kind of naturally started being Avengers. Um, I'm sure something happened or <clears throat> they got roped into something. I mean, they, they did all come together and I, I read it. Yeah. I feel like I did too. It was, and it was good anyway. Uh, I think I think they ah see yeah I just I don't remember I don't remember if they how when they how they how exactly they formalized it but anyway this one it's like we're gonna be Captain America Iron Man and Thor and other people can join us as it comes across and it's sort of you know we're gonna have She Hulk we're gonna have Doctor Strange we're gonna have uh, Black Panther. Uh, Captain Marvel and uh, 
Ghost Rider, but they're like kind of, it's not like they're like, this is going to be our team. It's like they're all involved in this thing and they're going to all kind of come together, you know, because there comes a day like no other and all that stuff. It's like the Justice League of the Avengers. I... <laughs> okay. <laughs> we got the uh, we have the Trinity leading everything, and then we have all the really high powered other characters. Yeah, together. I mean, yeah, I I mean, yeah, I mean the Justice yeah, League is it, it makes sense, and the Avengers are. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, there's there's the Trinity. I mean, there's the Trinity of Marvel and the Trinity of DC. But this one, it is, it does feel very much like in this first issue. Captain America, Iron Man, and Thor are the core Avengers. They are the ones that are starting the team. Um, and uh, there's dead Celestials and all kinds of craziness. It, it seems like it's going to be... I don't know. I just feel like... I, like I said, I feel like this is the Avengers book I've been waiting for. Yeah, I love everything that Jason... Well, I wouldn't say I love everything Jason Aaron writes, but uh, I'm excited for this, obviously. I, I like this Thor... I'm interested to see how uh, everything else comes together. And um, the art, I like the art. It's very comic book-like. I mean, of course, it's a comic book, but it just feels, I don't know, there's a nice feel to it. I mean, Ed McGinnis is a name. Like, he's he's somebody that, that, people, uh, that people like. Um, I thought there was some, particularly toward the end of the issue, there were a few uh, panels that I didn't really like. But generally, I was, I was, I thought the art was pretty good. Um, so next, I got a lot to talk about. So I'm going to power through this, going. and I'm sure we're going to derail once we get to the actual Infinity War conversation. But uh, well, yeah, let's get this out of the way. Hunt for Wolverine. Have you read any of this? I have. I have read. Oh jeez, um, I've read the Hunt as well as the Weapon Lost, number one. So. This event is I'm I'm all in on it. I read yeah I read Hunt, I read I Weapon you're skipping Lost. This. No 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 I'm skipping the Infinity what's gonna call it. Okay. The whatever whatever the yeah, yeah. event Infinity that event that, that has the stuff. title similar to the movie title event. Yeah. Um. No, I'm going all in for Hunt for Wolverine. Uh, and it's and it's fun because it's this is so far it's what I want from an event. Uh. I have, and we've only gotten one issue of each thing. We've got, you know, the, the one shot, which sort of sets up the, the X-Men perspective and then weapon lost, uh, is it's daredevil and some other people, Misty Knight and people we've never heard of. Uh, but it's sort of human detective. Yeah. Yeah. An inhuman detective. Yeah. It's sort of a. Like street level, uh, Marvel Knights type, uh, angle on this, uh, on the on the mystery, and then Adamantium Agenda is the new Avengers. So, it's it's all these different groups that Wolverine has been affiliated with, them dealing with the fact that Wolverine's body was stolen or disappeared, um, and. Uh, yeah, it's it's just really fun because like the weapon lost in the adamantium agenda, 
they're both uh you know i probably wouldn't read a new avengers book like if it was yeah. it's it's the new avengers starring spider-man jessica jones luke cage and iron man or and i you know i haven't read daredevil in since brubaker was writing the book just because i i don't know i always i always try to get into daredevil and then i just don't uh but and and but charles soul knows the character and and the and the the hook of this event, everybody looking for Wolverine's body, it it gives me that kind of that extra buy-in that I need to be able to enjoy stories featuring these characters in these in these contexts that are maybe slightly outside of what I would normally go for in Marvel books. Well, can we talk? I mean, is it good now that it's been a week since Time for Wolverine came out to discuss. What happened in that first issue, briefly? Uh, yeah, yeah. Why don't you remind me? Because I don't remember. Except for well, I, well, I was kind it. of thinking about. Well, obviously, so well, um, so Kitty Pride phases Wolverine out of the statue, and they bury him, and then he was dug up. But that was the Purple Man, right? That went after him or woke him up. Uh, I don't know. Was it? Oh, I want to say it was. I mean, it doesn't say exactly who it was, but it looks like, <clears throat> I think, who has been depicted before in comics. But no one thought it was like one panel, so I wasn't sure. But, um, yeah, I thought it was definitely very interesting. It kind of reminds me of the the Wolverine's book they had when, when Wolverine was dying mm-hmm. with all these that adamantium agendas and the weapons lost and all that stuff. But, yeah, so far so good. And I'm a big Wolverine fan, so I'm bringing him back. I'm all about it. Well, I'm I'm looking forward to, I'm looking forward to a straight up Wolverine story. Uh, Charles Soule had said has said that this, the Hunt for Wolverine event is is setting up for, the big like re- whatever I don't know if it's called Return of Wolverine, but like, the the next thing. Um, well, he's an Infinity Stone too, so we'll see what happens with that. Well, yeah, I'm you know, I'll ignore that. I'll ignore that part. Um, <laughs> Well, that was in the legacy number one when that came. Yeah, out. I know. I know. It was end. also in. It was also in all the uh, post-credit sequences. Oh, that's right too. Yeah. <laughs> but any more of those lately? But I'm. I am just totally on board for with Hunt for Wolverine. Like, plus, it's like it's coming. It's turning at least so far. It's one issue a week, which I do like when um, when events can do exactly one issue a week without being a weekly series it's kind of it's kind of fun it doesn't feel because it doesn't feel like yeah i mean it doesn't feel like a weekly series it doesn't feel like it's endless but i'm getting like this little i'm getting like one little extra puzzle piece every week which i'm all about that i I like the weekly stuff yeah and also also i mean it's only going to be you know it's only going to be four months or whatever as opposed to a lot of oh, as opposed to like when a weekly series was a year or six months or whatever. Um, so Batman, did you read Batman forty six? Uh, let's see, is it just is that still the Booster Gold? It is story? the it's the Booster Gold story, which I don't know how I feel about it. Yeah. Um, it, it feels like it's like a weird kind of tangent off of what's been going on. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I like, 
Booster Gold a lot, and I like time travel stuff a lot. I, it just kind of feels a little out of place. Basically, the story is uh, Booster Gold went back in time as a wedding gift. He went back in time to stop Batman's character or from to stop Batman's parents from being killed in order to show Batman that it, everything would be terrible if his parents weren't killed. And then obviously it goes totally wrong. Um, and in this issue, he, he gets, he thinks, Oh, well, true love will true love will work out. So let's have Catwoman. I, I will, I will personally sew a Catwoman costume and have Catwoman, uh, go see uh, Bruce Wayne and then they'll fall in love. And, and so Selena Kyle is crazy. She only says meow and, <laughs> and uh, goes with the Catwoman outfit and kills Alfred and everybody die And like everybody dies and Bruce Wayne is like, no, this sucks. And that's the whole issue. I don't know. Yeah. I think it's just, it's, it's filler before the wedding event. Yeah, which sucks because, like, the Booster Gold action comic story was so good. That was a very similar premise. It was basic. It was Booster Gold teaching Batman that he or Superman rather that that he can't make it so that his planet survives. Like that, Krypton has to has to be destroyed. What can so, you do? Next, I like Booster Gold too. I wish he had a book. Yeah, he he's been getting a lot. He's been getting a lot of attention lately. I would not be surprised if he ends up with a book here soon. Um, next next book that I read that I wanted to talk about is uh, I have never purchased a Wonder Woman comic before, <gasps> but I picked up Wonder Woman number forty six. All hail the dark gods. It was a pretty fun uh, premise. It seems like there's some sort of basically there's there's some sort of dark gods or the like a new group of gods that are coming and they're making all of the characters who are religious or or believe in some sort of deity renounce that deity and then and then pledge their allegiance to the dark gods, but we don't know anything about them, but like, uh, cheetah wonder woman's nemesis from yeah. super friends, uh, is like, I guess she's got some connection to a, uh, to a Greek God. And she like goes crazy and attacks a bunch of people. And she's like, no, I have to, you know, I have to make it, I have to avenge all of the things that this God wants me to avenge. And then I'm going to be free of her. So I can go on to the next thing. And then the issue ends with Supergirl showing up and punching Wonder Woman. It says, Rao is dead, Wonder Woman, and you're next. Meaning that Supergirl has been taken with this thing. And it's a fun yeah. little it's a fun little thing. I I, I uh and it's written by James Robinson. He's a real guy. Yeah. Um and uh yeah, I'm I'm uh, I'm in I'm intrigued because it's it's you know some some different characters. There's also some uh like humany characters that work for some nefarious organization and whatnot. I don't I wasn't 100 percent able to follow it because I kind of jumping in, but 
Steve Trevor was in it. You know, it is a cool, it was a fun, is a fun little book. And I'm looking forward to the next, uh, few issues. All right. Southern All right. bastards. Uh, was that from this week? You haven't read it yet. No, okay. you can talk about it for like, I'll just quit listening. for. Like a couple <laughs> well, minutes. I'll just say, I'll just say, uh, it's an interesting, um, last issue. It kind of felt like we were wrapping things up and this does wrap up the story arc. Um, but it also definitely sets up for some future books and I'm, I'll be, I'm kind of interested to see where it goes. Uh, I don't, I don't know. I'm like back and I'm kind of back and forth on the series right now. Cause it was really, really, really good. And these last few issues, it's just been really good. So I, you know, they I'm going to keep reading it. Time off, yeah. yeah. I'm going to keep reading it, but well, yeah. And they probably will take it because it's the end of an arc. They probably will take a few months off. I mean, the nice thing is it comes out so infrequently that, uh, you know, it's fine, but it, it doesn't quite, I feel like it doesn't quite have the magic that it had with the first two story arcs. Like the first two story yeah. arcs were like, like some of the best comics that I've ever read. And since then it's kind of, yeah, it's still been good, but it's not yet. Yeah. Those first two, I mean, I think that, that first twist that Earl Tubbs, not really the main character was yeah, pretty nice. Well, and, and Earl Tubbs, not only not being the main character, but also the first arc was really really good with him as the main character so yeah so that was that was a cool um yeah i mean it was a cool it's been good and stuff but uh but yeah i i feel like yeah after the yeah after the after the yeah because the first yeah the first volume was was with earl tub was great and then the second one where we sort of get a little bit more into coach boss and then since then, it's kind of been, it's kind of felt like it was treading water. This issue definitely uh, sets it up for, sets up the next story arc really well. And there, so there could be some interesting stuff uh, upcoming. Yeah, there's always been, well, and even in the last previous issues, trying to see some people starting to conspire with each other. And definitely looks like there should be a lot more story left, at least in, some story left. So, mm-hmm. so go, go power Rangers and, and power Rangers shattered grid in general. Uh, this is the crisis on infinite power Rangers. Like all the, all the different power Rangers teams are showing up. Power Rangers. Samurai has been murdered. Mm-hmm. Um, and, or it's actually, it's more like, I feel like it's more like spider verse. Um, in the, in the main power Rangers book, the pink ranger from time force has teleported to the main group to help fight uh, evil. Tommy, Tommy is dead. Like the main co- Tommy character got killed in the first issue. Like okay. the one that is, was on the show for five seasons or six seasons or four seasons. However many seasons let's see three, three seasons of mighty Morphin, zero and turbo. So yeah, five seasons. Uh, he's just dead and this takes place like during the first season <laughs> of Mighty Morphin. So I, I mean, it's obviously not like you could argue that this is not literally the same universe because it takes place in t- 2018. Like it takes place in modern times, but still, okay. still kind of weird to have a character, uh, die this early. Like it, 
it definitely yeah. makes it so this is definitely a, sec- a separate universe. Um, and then Go Go Power Rangers takes place earlier in continuity, but the for some reason the evil Pink Ranger accidentally went back in time and uh, is fighting them in in this. So it's, I mean, it's weird and out there and crazy and fun and like pretty good. Uh, I would say also there was a Power Rangers free comic book day book. If anybody uh, gets the chance to read that uh, it, it doesn't re- it's, it's shattered grid, but it doesn't really spoil anything. Uh, and it also is, could take place at any point in continuity. Uh, but if you've been thinking like this power Rangers thing sounds interesting, it's a really good, it's a really good example, good, bad, or indifferent of, of what power uh, this power Rangers comic that's been going on for a couple years now is. So we got action Comics special. This should have been action comics. A thousand like, Oh, yes, it yeah. was, it was a couple of good, like it was a couple of good, re- really solid stories. There was an evil Lex Luthor from the future shows up, um, and fights Superman. And, uh, the other one is actually both of them are Lex Luthor stories. Um, Lex Luthor at the white house correspondence dinner. Yeah, that's what the other one is. Lex Luthor at the White House Correspondence Dinner. And then Lois Lane being sad about getting in a car wreck. A <laughs> cute little cute little uh, short story. Like, this is the kind of thing... Like, some of these stories could have been... One of these stories could have been in Action Comics 1000, and it would have made action the whole issue good. Yeah. I do, I do not understand... Like, I don't know if these were... Like if it may, I mean, maybe these were stories that were supposed to be in action comics 1000 and didn't get done in time. So they had to delay them or they got cut from action comics 1000 because they were too long or, or something. But, uh, it was, they would have just marketed it better. Was he in like dual? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this, these would be the Lex Luthor side. Cause there's, there's two big Lex Luthor stories. Uh, did you read DC nation number zero? I did. Why don't you talk about it? Because I don't remember what happened in it. All right. So what we see is the uh, kind of the introduction after um, DC Metal. And they referred back to, I think, was might have been the final issue. But what Aquaman said is that they basically they, they cracked the source wall. So it's the equivalent of pouring a fishbowl into the ocean. So now their universe is open wide uh, and the threats are starting to pour in um, unseen or unknown threats from before. So they are um, putting together a team. So and the basis with all this new attack is that there's this. uh, And did you read No Justice at all? No Justice One. No, I didn't. Okay, so you're talking about okay, you're talking about the Justice League story specifically. Because I was like, what is he? What is he talking about? Well, the, the Joker well, wants to get an in- invitation to Batman's wedding. Well, let me see here. I might be thinking of. <laughs> I might be thinking of something else. Well, no, no. The prelude to No Justice is. Okay. Okay. So yeah, there's the first. There's the Tom King 
story. I mean, it's a very Tom King type of story. Kind of wordy. It's, I mean, I thought it was really good. It's probably the best story in the book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that was good. And then what? There's the kind of the new the setup for the new Bendis Superman. Yeah, there's the a nothing threats. Superman story. Yeah, that was really a nothing Superman story. Well, I mean, I'm sure it'll be a really good lead up, and it kind of gives people an overview that Lois is no longer at the bugle and all this other stuff. Yeah, I mean, I guess there's this uh, lady. The, yeah, so she apparently knows that Clark is probably Superman, and she's working with, um, I doesn't really say who it was. Whoever that is. Yeah, so I'm sure she has nefarious intentions. And then the last story is the setup for, um, again, that's what I just mentioned before, about kind of the, the new event. So, so Justice League No Justice came out this week? Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess I'm not reading it then. Because I decided what I was going to read. While you were there? In May. <laughs> I did, no, I decided it like two months ago and updated all my poll lists. So all my new books came this week. So if it came out this week, then apparently two months ago, I decided I wasn't going to read it. Yeah. So, you know, I two months ago, Kendall was pretty smart. He suggested Wonder Woman. Yeah. Well, I probably would have read No Justice over Wonder Woman, but. That's just, uh, well, maybe. I mean, it's probably fine. Like, oh, yeah, I'm mean, probably not missing out on a whole lot. And I mean, I'll just give you a quick overview. Won't spoil it. Um, but Brainiac ends up kind of taking out everybody, like all the super teams, and he says that they figured out some sort of algorithm um, so that they can defeat everybody. And the only way that they'll be able to defeat this new um, threat is to switch up the teams to kind of make them random and the teams represent a specific so the legend is that there's there's these four gods or titans uh, made up of this specific energy and I think they listed them there there's like entropy energy death or something like that so there's four they represent four I guess essential energies in the universe and they're coming to attack earth or attack those different places in the universe where there's the greatest concentration of that. And now they're creating all of these other, you know, super teams to take care of those threats. And of course they're mixing and matching the different teams. So we're starting to see the different dynamics and, um, it's kind of cool. I mean, Martian Manhunter's back and they didn't act like anything happened. Um, did anything happen? I don't remember much. Anything. Well, he just left, but that's the thing. Like they didn't. Like I remember, he speech. died in Final Crisis. But yeah, apparently he was off just <laughs> like hanging out ago. in outer space. <laughs> so now there's an issue, or obviously now with all these impending threats. So, uh-huh. um, but it's been written by. There's like four different people writing it, or contributing to the book. So Scott Snyder um, and James Williamson. Yeah, Scott Williamson and Manipal. Yeah, I don't know. It was actually it was it was entertaining. Let's say that it was okay. Yeah, I yeah. I'm only reading Batman and like Doomsday Clock, so I almost wanted to. Uh, I'm almost wanted to consider Justice League. I mean, I like Scott Snyder enough that you know it might be worth a try just to pick up some more. Yeah, because I'm really not reading a whole lot. If it's coming out of metal though, and your description put me to sleep almost like a metal comic would, so I think I might. That sounds like a skip for me. All right. Well, I'll be happy to fill you in on all the important details. Yeah. I uh, I would well, you, like you to can, read. You don't have to listen. I would like to read a Justice League comic. 
like, and I've read Justice League over the years, like occasionally and enjoyed them, but I just, I don't know. Justice League and Avengers both are, the story has to be, it has to be really well written. Like if it's just a mediocre story with those, in, in those books, like I will read, I would read a mediocre flash story. I would read a mediocre whatever, whoever yeah. on the team story. But if it's going to be that team, that the justice league or the Avengers, it kind of has to be a special thing for me. And I think that might be because my perception of the justice league is the animated series, which uh, yeah. was like a compilation of the greatest justice league stories ever told. And also like one of the best strong, like it's really interesting. It's really, I've always found it fascinating how, the the DC cartoons, you know, and culminating in the Justice League cartoon are like that is the essential version of those characters. Like Marvel has almost done that with the Marvel Cinematic Universe. But I still I still don't I I don't think that like well, the, yeah, I don't think their cartoons are as good as or their kind of animation right uh, well, it's nearly as good as dc's but like batman like the the essential version of batman the batmanist batman is batman from the animated series oh the, such a and i was i just i felt like lucky just to be there when it first came out just to watch it as a know, kid mr freeze that is you know that is the best version of mr freeze and oh. the comics you know uh try to approximate that like and, and part of that is probably that a lot of the writers kind of a lot of the people who are writing the comics probably grew up with that uh, material. Well, I think Paul Dini actually did a lot of writing for the animated series. Right, right. I think there's yeah. a couple other people too. Yeah, Paul Dini and uh, who's the other guy? I think they were talking about one of the Fat Man on Batmans. They are talking about uh, him and somebody, yeah, somebody else writing a lot of those. Man, now that's going to bug me. Who's the other guy? There's Paul Dini and the other guy. Yeah, I can't remember. But yeah, I definitely agree. Well, I think animation is kind of you know the next step revolution in comic books and stuff. So I think it's and, and it's just the whole style of that cartoon was Bruce uh, Tim. Bruce Tim's the other yeah, guy. Yeah, there we okay. go. Okay, I I I googled Paul Dini and and then Bruce <laughs> Tim came up. I'll populate. Um, but uh. Yeah, actually, that's kind of my that's kind of my issue with Batman White Knight, uh, which which wrapped up. I kind of feel like it turned into like it started as a really interesting idea and it turned into somebody that really liked Batman, the animated series, writing his thing. It just felt like there were way there were too many Batman in the animated series references in it, which I can't even remember specifically what they were because they were a couple issues ago. And then yeah, Batman. At this point, Batman teams up with Joker to kill Neo Joker, and it ends. That's the end. And then like it had something to do with Harley Quinn, the real Harley Quinn. Something. Who cares? I don't know. I you were I feel like you were really liking this. A little well, bit longer I, uh, than I was. I thought it was an interesting story. I mean, I think it's. I mean, it's definitely it's like a one-off. I mean, it feels like anything with the DC universe. It's probably just some separate universe or separate dimension or yeah, yeah, yeah. World. Yeah, I'm I'm fine with uh, it being an Elseworlds story. I just I kind of wish that 
they could have told us a story where Joker is no longer insane and Batman is the villain. Well, yeah, I mean, I think the easy way out is having convert bad to Joker and all that other stuff. But, you know, well, it's not even like I feel like that's what everyone's expecting. I is it, though? That's what I was expecting. I mean, he's obviously he gets off his meds, blah, 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 blah. The only way he can stop him is going back to the animal. It's it's basically saying that this person needs to have that that dual personality to actually exist. Yeah, I I don't know it. And again, that guy can he can draw a car like nobody else can draw a car. So, <laughs> and we it's saw a- every kind of Batmobile. There's a little bit of nostalgia there, and mm-hmm. I think overall, um, yeah, it, it was. You know, it kind of reminds me of The Wake. So Scott Snyder and I can't, what, who, what is his name? I can't remember. Um, Sean something. Sean Mc, uh, who, who writes this book? Or do you know who? You remember uh, Sean Murphy name? wrote Sean Batman Murphy, yeah. White Knight. So, yeah, so, yeah. And so him and Scott Snyder did The Wake. And I remember that being a good story, but it's fairly, you know, unrememberable. I probably won't necessarily, you know, I won't. I was like, oh, I'll go back and read that again. Yeah, I just this Maybe. this story it it started. I thought this was going to be Red Sun. I thought this was going to be, you know, I I don't know. I haven't read Gotham by Gaslight, but Gotham by Gaslight. Like, I thought this was going to be one of those that you hold up as this is a th- this it's like what I want to read a comic. What comics should I read? And you'd yeah. be like, you should read Batman White Knight. It's the best comic ever written. Like, that's how the first, like, two issues of this felt. And then it kind of, I don't know. It would have been a lot tighter as six issues, I think. Um, yeah, you're probably and, right. And if, if they hadn't, if they hadn't made Batman seem so, like, in the first <laughs> issue, he was growling chain to a wall. Like, uh, I, I, I just, obviously want to make him feel like he's you know totally gone off his rocker and he's just completely bloodlusted and. But then like the last, but then like the last couple issues, he's just Batman. He's just another Batman. Like, it's just a, this is just a Batman story, an Elseworlds Batman story. It I just could have been a cup of coffee. It honestly, it could have been it, this. This could have been told with some some minor changes, in in modern continuity. Like it would be, people would be mad because I guess the Harley Quinn thing, people would be, uh, would be upset because they retconned their version, their favorite version of Harley Quinn or something. But you could have even had somebody who was an imposter Harley Quinn show up for like one story arc or something. Like if, if you wanted to do that or just have somebody who is, who is an imitator show up. I mean, it didn't really have to be. You know, I, I don't know. You could have told, I feel like you could have told this story in continuity. And if you had told it in continuity, then the way that it went would have made sense because obviously you're going to bring Batman back. But the whole, the whole point of these Elseworlds stories is that characters can get killed. There are real stakes uh, and, and they're not necessarily going to act the way you expect them to. And it just, I don't. Yeah. I think they definitely could have slid it into continuity and kind of a nice little. Batman goes off the rails a little bit. They reel him back in. Yeah, I mean, and it, uh, I don't know. It just, you know what they could have done is actually 
made a spinoff book where you have Nightwing leading a special police force, like half metahumans, half like detectives. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, like having, that. I yeah, I mean, it would take. I mean, it would be a oh, you do it instead Hand of metal. Girl. Do it instead yeah. of metal, but uh, but have yeah, have Batman slowly get a little bit darker and a little bit more ruthless over time. I think that that's a. I mean, it wouldn't be the most original story ever, but I just, I don't, I don't know. My point is, I guess my point is that, yeah, Joker should have been, have actually been a good, like, I thought for once we were actually going to get the story of Joker becomes a good guy and he's a good guy and Batman's a bad guy and, and then see what the world looks like if that happens. And for a few issues, it looked like that was what it was. And then it turned out, no, Joker just goes crazy again. And Batman, they have to use Batman to save the day again. Like, I I don't know. It, it just, it left a bad taste in my mouth. It la- And it lasted, it definitely lasted a couple issues too long. I'm glad it wasn't, at first I thought it was 12, it was going to be 12 issues. I'm glad it wasn't 12 issues. Was it 10? It was 8. 8. But that's what I'm saying. Like, if it had been 6 issues, it would have been a much tighter story. I... I honestly don't even remember half of the plot crap that was in the middle. Like it just really felt like it was treading water in the middle. I don't know. No, you're probably right. I think yeah, six probably would have been good. So uh, any any other comics you wanted to talk about before before we go into Infinity oh, War? Yeah, let me shout out for a couple. All right, so um, Walking Dead five of six. So oh, we yeah, are, I read that. Why is that not in my pile? That's a good question. Uh, so with that, I can't remember what the, the place is called that they're actually in now. The so compound, is the it? Compound. Or the settlement? Or the... the Columbus, com- Ohio. I don't know. Yeah, it's something. Yeah, I, it's not the compound. Yeah. So, the Commonwealth. Well, the Commonwealth. That's the what Commonwealth, it's called. The Commonwealth. Yeah. I knew it was something weird like that. Kind of... So um, that was pretty cool. I think we're, uh, you know, everyone's obviously had the full tour now and kind of a good idea of how everything's working around they, the place. They have, they officially have the dumbest economic system of any of the <laughs> settlements that we've seen so far. It's like some weird you communism. Know, you know what's the most valuable job, uh, to the, the most valuable uh, 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 skill set to have in a post-apocalyptic world? Lawyer. Knowledge of constitutional law. <laughs> like You never know. If you're going to be rebuilding society and civilization, you need to have the pillars of ethics and yada, 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 yada. This is, but, I mean, I'm not even saying it's, I'm not even saying it's bad writing. It's just a really, it's just like a really silly. It was either rich, stay rich. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cause they go to this, yeah, they go to this place called the Commonwealth. That's a bigger a bigger settlement than they've ever been than has been around so far. And yeah, your job, your, your income is based on what the income you had before the, before uh, the apocalypse. So, so like, so my question is like, if, if I stumbled in there and I was like, I was the CEO of Microsoft, are they going to check my references? They might. Well, I mean, 
if you walked in there and said, hey, I spin an arrow sign in front of a Little Caesars pizza, you know, pay me a million dollars a year, you'd probably get that. <laughs> yeah, I used to, I had, a, I was really good at negotiating uh, with, in my old job, so I made all this money. And they have like a, a football <clears throat> team playing. I mean, it's, yeah. they actually have entertainment, like actual entertainment now, not that wimpy, like, county fair crap back yeah. to the hilltop or whatever i mean it also like the parallels to woodbury here are obvious because the they have a governor she has a name she's not just the governor although i don't remember what it is um and yeah in was she a senator or something like that maybe uh, i can't I, remember but she's well big thing about her too is that she is accompanying um the group back to the dc area mm -hmm. so she is their little emissary yeah and yeah but it's like it's a nice you know what i'm i'm okay with walking dead kind of being a little cyclical like they they meet a new a new group and at least they're traveling they're yeah they meet a new group and they decide whether they need to fight them I mean, can you imagine them trying to take on the Commonwealth? I mean, I'm sure time has passed and they've been able to rebuild things, but you've got to think that, I mean, they're definitely the underdog. This would be a war that would span states. Well, the thing is, like, every like every other time they've fought the leader of a, of a group, then they've always been incredibly outnumbered. I mean, there were, like, eight of them, and they, I mean, took, out, and they took down Woodbury, yeah. and then there were, like you know, a hundred of them and they took down the thousands of saviors, you know, and now they have, but, and they've also, there is clear, there are clearly seeds of, of discontent, um, in, in, uh, with, you know, within the ranks of the Commonwealth and, and you know what they left, they left her, her dick hole son in charge. <laughs> And, yeah, that's, yeah. and, and yeah, the, and the, the, the guards, the military are conspiring to overthrow him. I, I wouldn't be surprised if something happens there. Like if they clearly had never watched the walking dead, every time Rick leaves the, the rest of the group, the rest of the group, half of them die. So, you know, something like that might happen. Oh yeah. No, something's definitely going to be popping off on the next issue. And um, so another big kind of spoiler for everybody, Michonne is staying and she gave her samurai sword to Eugene. Mm -hmm. So that's fun. It really worked out really well. Uh, the last time she gave up her samurai sword or was that in the show? Yeah. That might've been in the show. Yeah, that was the show. Well, she like or, hung the sword over her fireplace in the yeah. book. Yeah. All right. Good for her. So now um, Mighty Thor 706, that was a couple weeks ago. But um, um, they managed to save Jane Foster with, like, the defibrillator of the gods. Actually, the uh, um, that cosmic tempest that was inside of Molnir has came back, and they channeled the storm through Odin as well as Odin's son and managed to revive her so now they can hook her back up on her cancer medicine. So... 
Jane Foster is back on the mend. Still for, has cancer. Yeah, still has cancer, of course. And then uh, now Thor's going to be out there looking for some new hammers. So overall, it was interesting. I thought that uh, Jason Aaron would kill her off, but uh, they spared her life. So that was kind of uh, pretty much the end of the Jane Foster Thor era. Which, okay. Uh, Overall, I thought it was interesting. I, I just love his Thor. I like how he writes anyways. I think he just does the whole, you know, kind of mythology I, stuff a lot of really well. Yeah, I don't know what it was. Every time I try to read Jane Foster Thor, it just kind of, I couldn't get into it. But also that's true of Odin's son Thor. Like a lot of, a lot of times I try to read him and like he's a character that I could probably... I could probably read in issues, like if I was getting an issue, two issues a month or something. But if I sit down and try to read a run, or even if I was going to read like a couple issues a day for a while, uh, I just can't get into it like that. Yeah. Well, we'll see what the, uh, and I was actually kind of surprised that Jason Aaron's still sticking on it with kind of some of the changes, but mm -hmm. sure. I'm, I'm fine with that. And I also read, uh, Venom number one that came out this week by Donny Cates. Uh, I really haven't read. I actually kind of read a, some of the issues on uh, Marvel Unlimited. I'm definitely behind. But uh, this is actually pretty interesting. It's kind of a neat setup. Uh, something has infected the symbiote. And they've found out that uh, the military has been using symbiotes for years without anybody knowing for special operations. So um, pretty, pretty nice intro issue. Did Flash Thompson start crying? Say, I thought I was the only one. <laughs> he did. Get, well, he did get mistaken for Flash. So I, we were, we were I know Flash that. Thompson is anti-venom now, but, uh, oh, yeah. but like that was basically Flash Thompson was a, a symbiote. Work when he was Venom, he was a symbiote working for the the government. But yeah, they described kind of that little bit in the past and everything else. But uh, it's kind of funny. So they asked, well, this this guy is basically the guy is um, some special ops guy that used the symbiote for those missions. So he asked him. He's like, so do you know what his name is? He's like, no, I never thought to ask him that. <laughs> and, and, and he's like, I probably forgot more about symbiotes than you even know. So this guy's apparently an expert on everything that's going on. And they've uh, kind of stowed away some of those uh, people that had the symbiotes because they bonded completely. So they're trying to save them. Without going into too much detail, it looks like it should be a pretty interesting story going forward. And uh, I've been trying to read a lot more Donny Cate stuff lately, too. So... Um, let's see, because I'd like to talk about Infinity War, I just want to mention one other book. I'm not really going to get to talk about it too much, but I've, uh, there's a book out called You Are Deadpool, and it's the, uh, kind of the role-playing comic. There's going to be four out. They've been putting one out for each week, and it's like a choose-your-own-adventure with, um, some dice play in it as well, and, uh, it's pretty funny so far, and I'm excited to, well, I played through the first issue, and, um, the stories you keep track of. No, not yet. But my sadness points were below my action points. So it said I have to wait till issue three is where I would start. So I'm like, 
well, that doesn't work. I just finished issue one. Obviously, I went through and worked on some of the other ones, but that was the main one I was going to play through first and then go back through. But uh, uh, they're funny. I mean, they're actually some pretty difficult kind of dice challenges, and uh, it's 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 fun actually. It's it's I like kind of those more interactive comic books, and uh, it's it's not too stupid either. It's actually pretty, <laughs> pretty funny. So, um, so let's talk Infinity War. Actually, let's take a real quick break. I need to get a drink because I keep hacking up a lung. Yeah, let's do it. Greetings, all of you in podcast internet land. My name's Kendall, and uh, this is a little podcast uh, that I felt like doing. Um, Don't have a name for it yet. Maybe I'll call it Kendall's Pull List. Maybe I'll call it something else. Um, but I've, uh, I've been, uh, trying to dive back into comics, um, in the last, uh, little while. Um, not that I ever, not that I ever stopped reading, but I'm trying to, you know, try some new stuff. I probably down the line will uh, up the production value of this uh, cast, or maybe I won't. Uh, I'd like to get some uh, guests on, so if uh, there's anybody out there that wants to be on a podcast that gets posted on patrackcomics.com, just But I, I mean, I did, I did go out of my way to make sure that I had a first appearance of Reptil a few years ago because I thought he was going to be like super big, but then killed him off in the arena. So, yeah. <laughs> I remember a long time ago. This is when I was probably in middle school. We had the local bookstore. And I remember going in there, and this was like Beavis and Butthead number one came out. And my parents wouldn't let me watch the show, uh, and I sure as heck probably wasn't going to be allowed to walk in with these and buttons on this year's back, when I probably bought my number one. I think I found it in a dollar bin somewhere. So looking back, it was kind of funny, I'm like, oh, I think it's number one of these, but it's going to be so popular. Yeah, one of my favorite trends. Yeah, so I will let that go, and uh, yeah, maybe we'll go and maybe we'll have a longer episode next week. Uh, so uh, yeah, go read some comics or something like that. 
All right, I'm back. All right. Welcome back, everyone. So, Infinity War. One I've, ring to roll them all. Uh, that is, Long yes. Movie. It was about that long. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, just a couple of, uh, I'm going to just give a couple of points, because I think you probably have more to say than me. Um, I don't know. So, first of all, uh, I learned that I officially don't like the Guardians of the Galaxy. Because they were written better and there was less of them in this movie, but I still didn't like them. Uh, and that's fine. You're it. Yeah. Uh, second. Um, now I know why in these kinds of movies, everyone is always like, oh, they needed more time with this person. And they needed more time with this person. Because in this movie, they were like, let's actually give everybody the time they deserve. And then the movie will be 11 hours long. Um, and three. They're not fucking dead. Stop crying. Okay. <laughs> go go ahead with your with your thoughts. Point three, definitely. Well, I mean, I can understand for people that haven't read the story or really kind of follow the universe, or ever have, or people who have never seen a movie before. Well, I mean, so okay. I was talking to one of my coworkers, and he has a young son, and he's like, "I was going to go take him to it," and his son's pretty young. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, you know, did you have to really kind of explain what was going on? He's like, well, I mean, I knew in my mind that, you know, Black Panther was one of the first people that got dusted. So, and he just brought in like a billion dollars in the box office. So there's no way that he's not going to come back. And, <laughs> you, and, and this guy said to his son, he's like, there's, there's going to be another one. Don't worry. I think, you know, a lot of them will be back or, you know, and that's kind of said how he dealt with it. I don't think his son was, you know too shaken up because i mean there's a difference when you know people are turned to dust and fly off instead of say getting a point blank bullet to the head yeah that's a little bit more permanent so this feels like obviously like they'll be coming back and again too with the comic book uh, we'll see again if you know nebula actually follows through or whatever they decide to do with it everything's going to get back to normal i mean i've never whatever. i've never read the comic I actually read like the first issue or so before seeing this. And I will, I am going to finish it because it seems good. It's just, like, it's actually sounds too, but I just read it recently. Cause I, I was like, well, it's all on Marvel limited. So I just kind of sat there and yeah. knocked it out. When yeah. It's actually like, it. it's actually like legitimately, I read the, the, I read the first issue and it's like a legitimately good comic. Like I don't think of Marvel comics from the eighties as being like anything more than comfort food. But yeah. like this, this definitely holds up against uh, Watchmen and Dark Knight and Batman Year like One and Claremont story all that. Or and something like yeah, that. yeah, like like all the 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 good comics from the eighties. Yeah. So, yeah. So that was, again, that was the nice part about. Well, of course, we all know they're coming back. I'm interested to see how. Um, no, no, there never. There's never going to be another Spider-Man movie ever. <laughs> yeah, of course. And then P- Spider-Man and, are- and Black Panther are permanently dead. That's that, would, that would make so many people mad, but it'd probably make a like a really unique comic book crowd like really secretly happy just to say they probably what if they actually yeah they bring somebody. in they bring in Mar- Miles Morales they bring in White Nick Fury they bring in uh <laughs> oh are we still on can are you there 
Did I lose Am you? I okay, good. Can you hear me? Mike, the big thing said internet connection problem, but you're still there. So I don't know. Okay, good. But yeah, yeah, like uh so okay. So so they yeah, they don't replace Scarlet Witch because who cares? Uh but yeah, Black Panther uh gets replaced by his little sister. Oh yeah. Um uh yeah, Miles Morales for Spider Man. Uh yeah, white Nick white Nick old white Nick Fury. Old white Nick Fury. Trying to think who would replace Vision. Are there any kind of other androids or anything else like that? A Sentinel? His his daughter. Uh, oh, we like Viv. Yeah, Viv. Like we didn't like they. Uh, oh, oh yeah, yeah. That's what it would be. Is Tony Stark, Tony Stark and Bruce Banner would would like have halfway finished. Like they, they somehow they would have they would have made the daughter a vision like with the with the leftover life essences or with the life essence of scarlet witch and the technology from vision or something yeah. like that uh you know Dr. this Trace is Christians it. oh man yeah this is a, these are actually some good ideas they are we'll have to make our own fan fiction screenplay we'll just make just, just make, make infinity war 1.5 or like <laughs> like if it was if it was like yeah the that would be cool. That yeah, that would be cool. But the problem was, I mean, the problem is honestly, that would be cool. That would be a lot cooler if the people who got dusted were Captain America and Iron Man and but it's like all the core Avengers were fine. All the original Avengers whose contracts are ending and are too old to play their characters. This is the first one that I really started noticing. Around. Yeah, this is the first one I really started noticing how old some of those actors are getting, especially yeah. uh What's his face playing Bruce Banner and Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. Mark Ruffalo. Mark Mark Ruffalo. They are they are both getting really old. I was I was getting uh some of the I was getting Star Trek movie vibes. <laughs> uh well see, and that that was kind of the well for me it was like the old shovel on twist is I was expecting maybe some of those guys to leave um this. But um obviously Iron Man has something to do with how this all ends. I wouldn't even be surprised if he ends up taking the gauntlet and it's too much for him, but he eventually sacrifices himself to mm-hmm. bring everything back to normal. Probably right after Pepper has her baby or whatever. Oh yeah. Them talking about kids. Like, I feel like it's really sexist for me to say that, that Pepper Potts looks like she's getting old, but she looks like she's getting old and, and Tony looks, he looked like he was like 85. Well, I think that's just hopefully setting the tone for how he wants to have a child. And he sees Peter as potentially as, you know, his ward or as, you know, his son. Yeah. So yeah. That's, that's okay. Only, yeah. I think that's like the only reason they're just, you know, kind of putting that paternal sense in him. So having Peter there is. That's probably having Peter or even being able to engage with Peter in that sort of sense, feeling like a father makes him want to be a mm-hmm. father. So he's probably trying to knock yeah. the pots up. So. And I mean, I, I don't get me wrong. I enjoyed the movie. I just, I just, there, I have a lot of complaints because it's fun to nitpick and I knew that you really enjoyed it. So I'm kind of letting myself be negative. Oh no, no, please do. Well, <laughs> I mean, I don't think it's necessarily perfect. I, I think first and foremost that it was a spectacle. I think when it comes to modern movie making, I think people should see it just because I think it's there's a lot of really cool moments and I think the word epic is completely overused and probably has been for the last five to ten years, but 
Um, I think this movie was pretty epic in scale. Um, I mean, I mean, it was a, it was a, it's a, it's hard to have 75 main characters in your movie. Yeah. And I mean, I would say watch all of the other Marvel cinematic films, except for maybe, except for maybe guardians two before you watch this. But after you watch all the other movies, then definitely watch this. If, if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, well, and, I mean, there was just a lot of, well, I like again, kind of how they segmented it. There's, you know, obviously everyone's kind of in certain teams has their own agenda. There's different things going on. Obviously the black order, it's kind of getting dispersed looking for the infinity stones. And a lot of people have basically said that it's a Thanos movie. And then the Avengers are, are just kind of there supporting characters. So, um, I do want to, I do want to say, uh, I heard I heard one criticism that I is even is even too nitpicky for me and in fact I disagree with. Uh, so people were complaining that Tony Stark seemed too powerful in that he in the amount of damage that he was able to do from Thanos and also that Steve Rogers should not be strong enough to withstand a punch from Thanos. Like, so basically like, like saying that some of the, some of the characters are inconsistently powerful based on sort yeah. of on what, on what their expectations of, of these characters are. But in the first Avengers movie, we establish that Hulk, Thor, Iron Man, and Captain America are all on a similar power level because they all you know, they all fight each other when they first meet. Yeah. So they're, so since they're all on a similar power level, it makes perfect sense that, I mean, I kind of like, I like that, you know, eventually they make Thanos bleed. Like I kind of, I actually, I, I leaned over to, to my wife and I was like, pain. I think this is what pain feels like. <laughs> cause, cause it very much reminded me of, of captain hammer in, uh, in, uh, <laughs> Dr. Horrible. But but like, like I liked that they were able to make him bleed. Like he's still too powerful for them to beat. But if they There's put superheroes, but if they put everything they have into it, they he's also not completely impervious to anything. Because I hate it when I hate it when uh, when you have a a villain who is just completely unstoppable until somebody finds the trick to yeah. to beat them and then they just beat them or until or, suddenly for some reason even though the whole rest of the movie they've been completely unstoppable in the final fight they it's a fair fight or something like that which happens yeah. a lot in movies I, I felt like i felt like they did a good job of sort of establishing and managing power levels and yeah it's definitely a thanos movie and the, the thanos story had some depth to it so no i, I thought it was very enjoyable i i was i was actually kind of worried that we wouldn't see a whole lot of thanos and Right from the beginning, he just went Muhammad Ali right over the Hulk, and that was the last you saw of him. Well, there's just yeah, I mean, there's just no, there's there's no, there are no characters that we didn't see enough of in this movie because the movie was yeah. slightly too long. Um, I mean, the first forty five minutes of the movies is hey, let's call Captain America. Okay, I'll call Captain America, and then the next scene you see Captain America, and they're like, let's call Peter Parker. Okay, I'll call Peter Parker. 
Oh, um, this is Dr. Str Peter Parker. This is Dr. Strange. Oh, we're using our fake names. I'm Spider-Man. You know, like it was like constantly everyone was introducing each other to inter introducing themselves to each other for like the whole first 45 minutes of the movie. Well, it, it so it, I guess it's probably going to be the question. Like, do you want this to be two movies or three movies to wrap this whole thing up? Because I think if they would shorten it up at all. But, I mean, I kind of see where you're coming from, but, like you said, there's, they cover every, but, well, except for Ant-Man, Hawkeye, they obviously give the mention, but there's probably, well, at least at least four different stories kind of going on at the same time, and it even maybe break off into more. Um, but, I mean, I, I still thought everything was, you know, I, I was invested in each of the stories. They had a lot of really kind of funny and engaging moments. Um, I mean, I think probably... And my favorite part of the movie was when uh, Thor comes back with to Wakanda with his uh, Stormbreaker and just starts going crazy on everybody. And that's something too, where it's like, okay, look at these power levels. You can see that you know you're not just going after just anybody. I mm -hmm. mean, he's a Norse god, bloodlusted with you know a brand new hammer, and he's just taking out everybody. Yeah. A lot of people said the Black Order were killed too easy. I mean, they definitely put up a fight, but again, it's like these are people who are superheroes. They have pretty high power levels. Yeah, this so is mean, all of the superheroes, and you don't have to have like the they're th teaming up too. It's like you're taking like one Black Order versus four like Avengers. Yeah, I mean, and it doesn't have to be like to me. To me, I would rather have a villain who is. I feel like it's more grounded. Isn't the right word, but like. If you have if you have a uh, the the heroes and the villains and they're at a similar power level, like but but Thanos is the I mean Thanos is the dude there you know he's the one that is that is crazy powerful and he just needs to get all all five stones to have stones. Well, and that's but he could be confused. You know, he well he's not human, but obviously he's you know fallible to being tricked or whatever. I mean, they all teamed up on him and yeah. he was essentially distracted even with all of that. But we obviously showed that. And the thing too, this is the first time really that he's been able to have the gauntlet with all the stones. So he probably doesn't really know what he's doing. In a lot yeah. Of sense. I mean, Peter, Peter Quill just basically ruining everything. Yeah, was, I mean, I was thinking at the end of it, I'm like, oh my god, I hate him. He's such a jerk. Of course, you know, it's necessary for that one out of, you know, 45 million or whatever it was, um, different universes that Doctor Strange saw. So, obviously, it's all... Yeah, this all is, this is the way that it had to be. Doctor Strange had to give up the give up the time gem. It was the only way that it would work. But, uh, but yeah, like, also, if I mean, if, if Peter Quill hadn't stupidly hadn't wait, waken him up, hadn't woken him up, like wait until you get the freaking glove off of him before you punch <laughs> him in the face. Like he could have waited like five more seconds. I mean, exactly. That's the thing. It's like, you really just going from like loving him and everyone loving you know, Chris Pratt and that character to just like, why can't you just wait? A couple more seconds until Spider-Man has the glove off, and then also, oh. also Gamora is pretty dumb. Was pretty dumb. Yeah. She tried to kill herself like eleven times, and then the one time that she could have killed herself, 
and it would have been, and it would have worked, you know, cause if she'd have killed her, if she'd have killed herself, then it wouldn't have been a sacrifice and you wouldn't have gotten the gem. Well, fortunately, well, the story's already been written. So. I mean, it doesn't mean that she's not dumb. It doesn't mean I don't like, it doesn't mean I like the guardians of the galaxy. And why did Thanos not just leave them dead when he, when he turned them into like, ribbons or whatever with the reality gem oh yeah that was pretty cool though and when drax i was like yeah drax is dead i thought that too i thought like oh my gosh they're like really often people left and right but no but and that's i mean some people said that you know maybe he truly does have a compassionate side it's not that he wants to kill people indiscriminately but he wants it to be you know enough resources for everybody so there's the the, the only thing i can think is that the Reality gem can only temp make temporary changes. Like it takes more to make a permanent change. Like, so. like the cosmic cube. I mean, obviously the, it's, it's based on the reality gem was from the cosmic cube. So, I mean, it would, the cosmic cube, you can, you can focus it to change everything, but also like maybe he doesn't, I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it you know he was just doing like a real a real quick thing so maybe it was a temporary I don't know yeah well I, I just don't think he wanted to kill him and that's I mean that's, that's what the biggest fault of every bad guy is not killing the heroes when they have the chance and telling them their plan when they shouldn't or when they're about to kill them and then they escape so <laughs> yeah that's yeah um let me it's think. just the way it is uh, I feel like their Iron were... Spider suit was pretty awesome I was really happy to see that I think. Uh, and when Spider-Man getting dusted was obviously the the heartfelt moment of the movie or what they were aiming for was probably the crescendo for all that. Um, yeah, I, yeah. I wasn't crying. I heard other people talking about crying in the theater. I don't think I heard anyone crying. It was a sad moment. I didn't think it was – probably because I knew what was happening, you know, and I know he's going to be back. It's not like that set up a moment for me. Like maybe if maybe if he was the first one or something – but like for me, Spider-Man turning to dust is the moment that you know that this is that none of this matters. Like, I mean, I know that he, I mean, he, Tom Holland did a good performance, and I mean, you, and I mean, I guess probably it was before. I mean, probably it was with, uh, with Black Panther as well. But like, I feel like Spider-Man when when it happened to Spider-Man, that takes all doubt out of your mind, because like they specifically cast Tom Holland. As as the, yeah. as the you know when he was twelve, so that he could play Spider Man for the next eighty five years, like. Well, I think anybody that thought that those guys would be gone forever probably then went on the internet for about point zero three seconds and then realized that, oh yeah, they'll be back. <laughs> um, so but the so the Iron Spider suit, I I so intuitive. <laughs> I'm ba- I'm back and forth on it. Like I think it was fine in this. I hope that they give Peter Parker a reason to not have it always. Because I think I think even in the Spider-Man movie, like I like Peter Parker kind of better when he's not in a bunch of when he's not Iron Man light. And and I'm sure they'll probably mention something like that in the next movie where it's like. You thought it was too heavy or something like or that you, or you left. Yeah. Yeah. I made you a nice, I made you a nice costume, but you left it on a planet. 
I, I mean, I, I can't turned keep... to dust. What yeah, do you I expect? Keep... Yeah. Well, you think now it's probably like nanotechnology too, so it's not like he couldn't just put in his knapsack or something. But yeah. they'll come up with some excuse, so he'll go back to and, his traditional suit. And that combined with Bruce Banner can't turn into the Hulk, and Vision can't phase. It was like, I don't know, I I felt, but but mostly Bruce Banner can't turn into the Hulk, so they give him the Hulkbuster armor seemed just completely like an extra plot thread for the purpose of being an extra th- plot thread. Okay. So I actually read something like this about this yesterday. So the theory is that, okay, so he left planet earth the first time because he realized that he's basically a tool being used by the Avengers. And then he spends all these years in scar and he's a champion. He's put up in really nice accommodations. He's catered to waited on hand to foot. And so when he gets brought back to the planet Earth, um, Hulk just thinks he's going to be used as a, a tool again and doesn't want to come out. I mean, I'm not saying that's a bad explanation, but what I'm saying is it came off as an extra complication to an already complicated film. And then they just gave him the Hulkbuster armor anyway. So it well, kind of seemed... obviously lead into like, the next movie that'll probably actually play an important part maybe, where uh, maybe. someone will just about get crushed until the very last second. And Bruce but if Baird the next movie is going to be, but if the next movie is going to be two and a half hours long too, then maybe we should have cut that storyline. Well, no, well that's what they needed. They needed to add to that. So they have more stuff to talk about since everyone, half the cast died. There's obviously still going to have Ant-Man and the Wasp come back. Hawkeye is Ronan. Uh, who I would love it. I, so now I'm actually interested to see if uh, how which half of the defenders got turned to dust, or if any of them did. Only I want to see like Shield. I'd love to, like to learn more about the rest of the universe. Uh huh. Yeah, I'll bet I'll bet they'll tie it. They'll do something that ties in with it on Shield. If it's is it still on, or did it get canceled? I think so. I don't think it did yet. But no, you're right. I'm sure they will do. But they, they but already. I doubt that they'll do anything with the defenders with that because the defenders is kind of separate. Yeah. Um. So, but what I guess what I was getting at the other like sort of with the Hulkbuster and the and the Iron Spider and um. And even you know, like, vision really cool like suits? it seemed like it just seemed like it's lots of Iron Man's. Well, and, no, and I can see that. which his I don't Iron know. Man suit with some of the weapons that were coming out of that was pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah, it was, very like, like, uh, was, it was very like it was very like Mega Man or something. Like yeah. it was, I was pretty, I was th- that was one of the, the the special effects with his suit and kind of what was coming out, especially with that. Uh, initial site after the, once they got out of the Sanctum Santorum, I was really impressed with uh, just some of the additional, I mean, it, it, every movie, it feels like he, he's uh, truly upgrading, which feels kind of cool. So speaking of the Sanctum Sanctorum, Dr. Strange was awesome in this. Mm. Like, like he was, he was perfect. Yeah. Yeah. I like, cause, cause to me, I think Dr. Strange is one of those characters who works very, very well as a supporting character. And, and so, so so that's what he was in this. He was very supporting character, very exposition delivery system type person and like yeah, I like I liked him a lot and I he was he was just he was just perfectly done any and, and just his look, his costume was perfect. I just everything about him was 
was exactly what I want Doctor Strange to be. Yeah, it showcased some really cool powers, especially when he split off and all the arms popped out. I mean, yeah, he's a Sorcerer Supreme. So, so let me tell you, you said, now you made a point that one of the best parts of the movie is the, the Thor stuff. Um, my thought is I really wish they could 99% of this stuff could have been done in Ragnarok instead of the planet Hulk storyline. Cause that was the, that was the worst part of Ragnarok. They could have even still figured out a way for him to find, find Bruce Banner or Bruce Banner could have been. He or uh, or, or Hulk yeah, could have been on the plant on the ship that they ran into or something. You could have even had Rocket and Groot if you really wanted to in the Thor movie. It, exactly all the stuff they did in the Thor storyline could have been in the Thor movie. He could have ended it, and again, it would have been one less thing that you had to do in this movie that could have allowed for the movie to be a little bit tighter. Oh, um. I'm probably gonna have to disagree with you on that, just because if that got cut out, we wouldn't have seen, um, we wouldn't have seen them all go to the uh, uh, the Star Forge to put that together. And um, let's see, what was his name? Oh, Cracker Jacks. Because I don't want to offend. He's he's the dwarf that's on Game of Thrones. He was the Peter uh, Dinklage. No, that's yeah, Peter Dinklage. No, have yeah, Peter like, Dinklage in Ragnarok. Ex- well, was he in Ragnarok? No, put him in. Ra- that's what no, I'm okay, saying. No. Is well, is that all I, of that footage should have been in Ragnarok, and all of the bad parts of Ragnarok should have been gone? But I thought I will. Okay, see, that's where we disagree because I liked Ragnarok, so I don't want you to. Because I me I hated I hated that Thor didn't get his hammer by the end of Ragnarok. See, now that was fine with me, and I think that, again that kind of sets up why. The store takes place, but it's nice to have the, the and Guardians. If he, and if he, and, it, and it also like it made so that you know they did the end of like if you like Ragnarok, the whole point of the end of Ragnarok is that Thor doesn't need a hammer, and then he's like, oh yeah, but actually I do. Oh well, it's like let's. I might need a hammer. No, I mean I'm again I'm fine with him needing a hammer. It makes more sense. It's the whole point of him being Thor. Yeah, I, I want. I want. I want more. Quit trying to cut the movie down. I want more movie. I want to see the director's <laughs> cut. I want to watch four hours, okay? I mean, quit, no, this quit, movie was quit, so quit, long. Quit taking away my movie, Kendall. It was... Uh, Molly thought quit it was taking, boring, quit. too. Molly told, came out of it. She was like, I thought that movie was pretty boring. And there were just... Yeah, there were just too many scenes of... of oh, yeah, this is this... This is a... Hello, my name is a... My name is a... The Hulk. Hello, my name is the Guardians of the Galaxy. Hello, my name is Avenger. Like, now there was a, a fair amount of humor packed in. It kept it interesting. Enough different stories. Obviously, with a Thanos-driven storyline, it was interesting to see him and the additional powers they accumulated. And then everyone coming together. And then, so, like, and then, like, everyone's going to hate. That's fine. You can, everyone I, said like the the reason that the reason that they that they shoehorned Dr. Strange into Ragnarok was because was so that it would make sense when Thor te- has to team up with Dr. Strange in, in the, in Avengers and then freaking Bruce Banner like falls into Thor into 
Doctor Strange's living room. So it completely defeats the purpose of all that stuff. Heimdall. You know what? <laughs> You're trying to poke holes into a comic book story, Kendall. No, I just, I don't know. I just think that it could have been, because it's hard. It's hard to make this type of movie. And they and they just, there were some obvious decisions that, that would have tightened DC it up. DC can't manage a movie with five characters in it. And, D, and Marvel just did it with like eight times as many people. No, I mean it's good. It's just it wasn't like I don't know. They just I understand. It, I there understand were things that made from. me angry. Sure, but that part where he basically just turns into a a boss and takes care of a lot of people on the battlefield. That was no, it was good. I, like that portion of the movie was good. Don't get me. I like it would be very exciting. Specifically, no, I'm not saying that you hit it all, but yeah, I understand. I mean, specifically, I even I believe I posted on Facebook or tweeted. I said that Infinity War would have been better if Ragnarok was better. Because if they had if they had covered the this the Thor storyline, if they had incorporated that, yes, have Thor go pick up Rocket and Groot, and and go on a you know have him pick him up at a bar, don't have him pick him up at a ship because blah blah blah, and have him go oh, on a okay, swashbuckling okay, okay, okay. adventure, have yeah, that okay, be the okay. whole goddamn movie, get no, teenage Groot out of the way. Okay, no, this is the this is the reason why it's going to settle everything, is that they have these actors on movie contracts they appear in so many movies and the whole guardians of the galaxy would need to appear on set for that movie and that probably would have counted on their contract as one movie underneath it so why not throw everybody in together during this movie since it's all going to count towards the contract i bet when it comes down i mean to the, the whole team the whole one the whole team wouldn't have to show be in it it would just be the two cgi characters well, no, no, because they're all together with, I mean, you're going to have to explain why they're not with Gamora. Why they're not, because they're uh, at a bar. Yeah, I guess you could do a lead-in movie, lead into that. Like, just be like, to, yeah. just, yeah, just be like, yeah, we're going to, we're well, going I mean, on shore leave in nowhere. I guess, yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's cheap storytelling. Yeah, because. It's the easy way out. Then we would be complaining about, like, why don't we? Why don't they add the rest of the guardians? That's bullshit. I would never complain about that. <laughs> yeah, I would right. still be yeah. complaining about teenage Groot, although he was not as insufferable as I thought he might be. And hopefully, the next time we see Groot, he'll be full grown. Although never with my luck, job. with my luck, it's like up oh, he turned to dust. Now he's baby Groot again. <laughs> but I, I did because if that was full grown Groot when he when he did the tree and the when he used his branch as the handle to the, to the hammer, that would have been the coolest thing. Instead. It was this, like, that is an awkward looking guy. <laughs> like, I really like the idea of, of the hammers of the handle and the hammer being Groot's handle. Like, yeah. I, cause I used to like Groot. Well, I used to like Groot. And then he fucking turned into a baby. <laughs> And see, you like all those teen shows and everything else like that. I figured Teenage Groot would resonate really well with you. Very angsty. No, because it's fucking... It just brings out all the... <laughs> and there are no redeeming qualities about any of the goddamn Guardians. I hate the Guardians so much. Oh, Rocket's funny. Rocket was um, fine in this. Rocket was fine in this. I mean, I think I, Groot is really written well. I mean, his, you know... I mean, he just a, didn't, he didn't do anything. He just, he didn't do it. He only says, oh, I am Okay, Groot. I get it. Yeah. He didn't do anything in this movie except for the one cool thing and then the couple of Donate his handle again. the couple of jokes about him playing a video game, which were just so, I don't know, <laughs> it, the humor. Uh, 
<laughs> I want to see it again. I mean, I like I, I don't know. It was weird because I thought you know I, I didn't come out of it saying, well, no, I was excited about it, but I didn't come out like going like, oh my god, that is the best movie I've ever seen in my entire life. I'm like, that was a really good movie. I, I like what they're doing with it, and I'd like to see it again. And probably now that I've had a chance to kind of think about it a little bit. So, uh, so I will say, I will say the. Uh, Ending credit sequence was the best one that we've had in a long time. Yeah, I like that a lot too. I'm sure probably like half the theater had no idea what that was about. When I, this is mine. Yeah, I'm. I'm really looking. Yeah, I guess I had to explain what it was, but uh, I thought for a second when Maria Hill turned to dust, I was like, "What?" Like that was the one character that I was kind of mad that they turned her to dust because I thought I was thinking. I, I hadn't at that point realized that the the idea was that they were going to split the team and all the dust people were going to be in one, you know, one storyline. And then the not dust people were going to be in the other storyline. Like I thought this was how they whittle down the cast. So they have a smaller cast for the next movie and yeah. then it's the core. It's just the core group. Um, so when Maria Hill faded away, I was like, what? And then, and then uh, Sam Jackson did, did too, and I was like, oh, "Okay, yeah, that's cool." And he drops the beeper, and it's kept for Captain Marvel, the, <laughs> the symbol beeper. for Captain Marvel, which I the I'm beeper. I'm gonna be curious. I'm curious how they're gonna do that because she's you know she's a '90s hero. It's gonna be a period piece. I'm I'm just I'm Probably very she doesn't age. Yeah, I'm wondering if she's like if it's like Doctor Evil, like she's cryogenically frozen in space. I think like the superhero or the super serum that Steve Rogers had or whatever that kind of slows aging. Yeah, I mean, or obviously it didn't so much when you film movies like Cap- ten years apart. Yeah. <laughs> Captain Marvel uh, is I don't know how much you know about Captain Marvel's origins. I know like a little bit, uh, but it's basically it's Cree. She has Cree DNA. Isn't yeah, she a hybrid or whatever? Yeah, yeah, something like that. Uh, or well. Well, Carol da- Carol Danvers is a high is a hybrid. The ori- Marvel, the original Captain Marvel, oh, yeah. he is a Cree. Um, but yeah, she's yeah. Carol Danvers is like a hybrid or something or other. Yeah, but somehow has but it's it's related to the Cree who have bet who were in Agents of Shield and they're also Inhumans have something to do with the Cree as well. I don't. It's all stuff, but. Um, yeah, cause they were setting up, uh, the main character of shield. A lot of people thought was going to end up being captain Marvel or Ms. Marvel. Um, but I don't think that's, what's going to happen now based on stuff, but, uh, they had a lot of room to play with. So I'm interested to see what they bring in. I'd like to see Nova here soon too. Yeah. I mean, Nova was in the first guardians movie, right? He was, uh, What's his name? Uh, John C. Riley, right? Yeah. <laughs> Dewey Cox. But that planet's uh, destroyed. Yeah, that's kind of, well, just think. The, if they the director's cut, we'd probably actually see what happened there. <laughs> that would actually might be more interesting than some of the other stuff that happened. Uh, Unless it wasn't. Yeah, put that. they should have put that in the second Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Yeah, a lot of stuff happening. 
So in other words, if the story, if the last two movies were better, then this movie would have been better. All right, I think we've beaten this dead horse into the ground. Uh, we've we've turned this so much that it has turned to ash. Yeah, we're we we're it's an overused meme now. Where our podcast is fading into dust and we're blowing away. Oh my gosh, I saw it. I saw a. a uh, Rip ripped apparel is a is a website <laughs> yeah, that I yeah, that I, I follow yeah and and they they did a they did a t shirt of of uh, Sam Jackson saying motherfucker as he turned to dust <laughs> and s- people were so mad that that was a spoiler it's like I'm sorry if oh, you God. if you saw a so if you had not seen Infinity War and you saw somebody with a t shirt and it has Sam Jackson saying motherfucker and turning into dust. You would have no idea what that was. This lady in the game. Yeah, I two words for you. Eat shit. Who cares? That's four words. But it's like, yeah, get over it. It's not a spoiler at this point. Like, it's a spoiler, but only if someone explains it to you. No, like, that's a very good point. And if you decide to stick around to watch the whole credits just for that scene. Like, I overheard, I overheard a handful of spoilers that various characters died in this movie. But even knowing those spoilers, it's like, uh, but the character, most half the characters that like, I heard that winter soldier died in this movie. Well, uh, he didn't <laughs> No. Also, he died in all the other movies he was in. So I don't know why that, I don't know whether that's a good reason to have him be the first one to turn to dust or a bad reason to have him be the first one to turn to dust. Cause he's died so many fucking times. Yeah, I, I just can't keep track of, of whether he's alive or dead. Um, let's see. So, I thought it was definitely enjoyable. I'd probably give it an 8.5 out of 10. Wish it was longer. It's my only complaint. <laughs> it's a joke. I, that's, that's really funny that you said 8.5 out of 10, because I think that I would give it also about that. I think that's... Cause that would be out of five. That would be three and a half out of five. No, it would be three point seven five. Three point seven five out of five. No, it would be four point two five out of five. Okay. okay, yeah, I think, I think it's more like a three and a half to four star. So like seven and a half to eight out of ten. But still, still considering how, how. Uh, how negative I've been. Like I said, I was letting myself be super negative on this. Oh, I yeah. did enjoy, I did enjoy the film. I just also enjoy arguing about it uh, and, and kind of pointing out the flaws and letting, letting you defend it. Uh, I, I, yeah, I enjoyed it. I, I probably so, will never watch it again. I mean, yeah, oh, of course not. I mean, um, solo comes out in two weeks. Oh, and uh, Deadpool is right around the corner too. Yeah. Like if anything, if anything, Kind of like I said before, I'd watch all the other Marvel movies first and then watch this. But I'd have to watch all the other. I don't see myself watching Thor 2 again anytime soon. Yeah. Although I guess you could probably just skip Thor 2. You probably could. Well, is that that the first appearance of the Tesseract, though? So let's... Uh, no, the Tesseract is from Captain America. Okay. That's right. Red Skull. Um, let me, let me pull up a list of Marvel Cinematic Universe movies. 
just as our last little exercise, let's decide yeah. which ones are essential and which ones are not. Liz, okay, while um, you do that, I'm going to plug something here. Um, I started watching, I'm a big uh, Karate Kid fan from back in the day, and uh, Cobra Kai is um, Karate Kid 30 Years Later. It's on YouTube, and it is uh, excellent. The first two episodes are free on there. It was very entertaining. Okay, so phase one. Iron Man, essential. Of course, yeah. Incredible Hulk, probably skippable, right? Which uh, which person was in that one? This is Ed Norton. Yeah, it's definitely skippable. Iron Man 2, I think, is essential just for the setup. Like, there's... It's Iron Man two is just a bunch of exposition for the Avengers movie. Oh, and it's the worst Iron Man movie. Yeah, I'll agree with that. Um, not that it's bad, but it's not the best. Let's say that. Yeah. I mean, some people say it's the worst of the whole everything. I don't think that that's uh, true. I mean, I think that's guardians too, but, uh, uh flash. so, th- so Thor, uh, that's essential. I think. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, every origin movie is going to be, or yeah, every origin movie is going to be essential. Well, we'll see. We'll see when we get to them. Uh, Captain America: The First Adventure is essential. I think yeah. Captain America and Iron Man Two are interesting in that they're not like the greatest movie. They're not the greatest movies if you just watch them in a vacuum. But as part of the as part of Phase One, I think they're really good. Yeah, uh, the First Avengers movie is essential. Yeah, that's a really good movie, too, just in general. I think it holds up pretty good. Iron Man 3 is good, but I think you could probably skip it because he quits being Iron Man, and then it doesn't mean anything. I think you could, yeah. Again, it's good. There's some really cool parts to it, especially when they brought out all the different Iron Man armors and stuff. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, let me get rid of yeah, it. Yeah, I also, I also, the other thing about Iron Man 3 is it's it does a really good job of being a, a lower-stakes movie because you can't, I mean, although they prove that you can just keep raising the stakes after the big, after the Avengers, which felt like the, the biggest movie that ever was going to come out ever. Like you do kind of have to dial it back a little bit. And I think that Iron Man three works well. Uh, Thor, the dark world, like I said, is very skippable. I don't even remember anything about it except the only thing that comes out of that is that Loki uh, usurps the throne or like Ronan, the accuser was introduced and, I think he was the main bad guy. Yeah, I don't even I don't even remember. Uh, Winter Soldier, obviously, Winter Soldier gets introduced, so he's that's essential. Guardians of the Galaxy is yeah. I mean, Winter Soldier and Guardians of the Galaxy. That was like, yes, these are the two. These are the two best. Those are two of the best in the whole franchise. And both, but also Winter Soldier, I feel like, kind of started. Actually, those two movies for me is when they started like some of these movies are standalone that contribute to the overall story. And some of these movies are just the next chapter. And so I think that age of Ultron is not a great movie, but it is the next chapter. It is the next thing. Yeah. So I think you Hydra have to watch is it. kind of the beginning overall villain where that ties a lot of stuff together. Um, Ultron's the next. So Ant-Man We'll see whether that's essential long term. I, I really like it. I really like it. But um, like if you were saying these are the essential movies, I think maybe Ant-Man might be skippable. That's the one origin movie that maybe you could skip. I'll put that on my maybe list. Um, 
Uh, Captain America Civil War uh, obviously is like stupidly oh. important. Like, but that's yeah. again, that's just the next chapter. Yeah, it was uh, good though too. So, Doctor Strange. Um, maybe you could skip Doctor Strange. Uh, well, uh, my if I was to make a case or play devil's advocate, I would say that the Eye of Agamotto being the time stone and then being introduced is also kind of important for the overall story that's being wove. Uh huh. I, yeah, I guess, I guess, yeah, I guess if you actually care about where these stones come from, but they don't have any significant interaction with the rest of the universe, so. That's how I think it could be left out and you'd be fine because again, and he also he also is introduced so well in the his other his other two appearances. Yeah. Um uh Guardians 2 is is I that's the mo- is the most skippable. It's also bad. <laughs> um but it's but it's also it's just like like it just doesn't have anything to do with the rest of anything. Sure. I'll, I'll I don't even think it's the same cat. Well, I get, they pick up that, the one, the lady with the, the, the looks the, with the mantis, but mantis, I think is her name. Yeah. Uh, but she's not even that important. Um, Spider-Man homecoming is maybe the best movie on the list and is, uh, definitely, definitely essential. Definitely. Especially essential. For coming well, up well, well, Hmm. Yeah. Kendall, it's going to be essential. He's going to be probably the centerpiece of the next phase. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, yes, I guess in the grand scheme of things, he's a torchbearer. He, in the Iron grand Man scheme of things, yeah, that's going to be a yeah, that's going to be an essential movie. Just in the in the grand scheme of things, you're right. I got, I got trapped I in the in the. Uh, so I, I guess what I would argue is that in the saga of the Infinity Stones and the lead up to Infinity War. Uh, his appearance, his setup in between civil war and infinity war between his appearances and those you, you get enough of his character. That's where I think, um, with civil war, you could do the same thing for Ant-Man. You could probably just put in a little bit of story before or exposition and then you'd be fine. I mean, don't get me wrong. I I like the Ant-Man movie. I think it's entertaining, but I mean, it's relatively forgettable um or it then, just doesn't matter <clears throat> unfortunately i do think thor ragnarok is is necessary because you gotta know oh, yeah. how thor lost his hammer um black panther is necessary it's because good. he's important I yeah think. they're fighting in wakanda yeah so yeah i think side. black and i do think also black panther is going to be one of the cornerstones of the next phase i hope the illuminati is just right around the corner mm-hmm um, Infinity War skippable though. Yeah, it's not going to age well. So which ones did we say we didn't? Because I wasn't paying attention. We said Incredible Hulk we can skip. Yeah. Um, um, Iron, Iron Man, Man two, three or three. Yeah. Uh, Ant Man. Ant Man. I'd say Doctor Strange you can skip. The more nah, I think about I'm it. Keep it. Okay, that's fine. And Guardians two are the five. Yeah. Out of twelve plus seven is nineteen movies. So five of the nineteen movies you could skip. Maybe six if you want to. Skip. The problem is like some like Doctor Strange and Spider Man and Ant Man are good, 
And Iron Man 3 is pretty good. Or oh, Thor 2 also we could we said you could yeah. skip. Yeah. That's the real one. Oh man, looking at the, but looking at that though like Iron Man 3 and then Thor the Dark World. It's like, oh man, that was a rough year. 2013 was a bad year. That was the year I graduated college. Yeah. <laughs> All right, that was fun. We should do activities like that in every episode. Yeah, that was, that was fun. All right. Uh, so uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. This has been the Poll List 50th episode. Spectacular. Yeah, okay, real quick. I was thinking about this. We've been talking about comic books for over two actual 24-hour period days. <laughs> two days straight. Over two days straight. We've just been talking straight about comic books and other comic book related things. Really? It's probably closer to three days because our episodes are usually an hour and a half. You're probably right. But I was thinking about that. I'm like, that's actually kind of interesting to think that we, that we yep. could actually, if we'd actually play it back to back to, you know, we can. And I mean, over the course of many years, I, I, I did, uh, I did actually recently find, although I haven't listened to it, I, f- I did find the very first episode on my computer. Oh uh, no! So maybe I'll play a little clip from that at the end if I feel oh, like it. Oh wow! Yeah, um, at some time I would. <laughs> I'm almost afraid to listen to that. <laughs> need to find that, and then I need to find the the first appearance of Jared, I, which oh, I geez. think I might have. Because were you on the third episode? You know, I might have. Yeah, I think it was actually the third episode. It seems. Yeah, it seems like it would have been because I would have probably recorded the second one by the time that the first one had been out for a couple of days. <laughs> That's but, so funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So thanks everyone for listening. You can follow me at K Hallman on Twitter, Kendallcast dot ninja. Uh, listen to uh, the our review, Jared and I's review of. Uh, of Optimus Prime Volume One on the Kendallcast feed here, and uh, look for some new neat stuff because because uh, War and Beast ended, so I've got my Monday nights free. That uh, time on his hands. Yep, I got Uh-oh. about you know that'll be a War and Beast took so much fucking time because those episodes are so goddamn long. <sighs> took like like we would we we get on the we'd get on the on the on the call at eight thirty. And we wouldn't be done until like 1130. But before that, but before that, I'd have to watch an episode of the show, usually (laughs) twice, and then either either take notes or pull audio clips, depending on, you know, where I was, because toward the end, I was pulling audio clips. But like, so it was like basically seven o'clock on Monday night. Until 1130. Producing the whole show. Yeah, that's nuts. Like it was it was a real now, fortunately, I didn't have to. I didn't have to edit it, so uh, that was that was uh, Greg did a great job editing it. But and I like doing it. Don't get me wrong. It just was like it was real. Like mostly because the episodes were like two to two and a half hours long. It just that just makes everything go longer. Plus, there was some more specifically required research like i on this show we just talk about the comics we've been reading yeah anyway that one you have to know what you're talking about i mean i didn't i feel like i know what i'm talking about more on the on this show than than on that but uh but i was the clueless one on that one i didn't have to be the smart one well you're you're the clueless one on this one <laughs> oh am i oh no i'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. no we don't have a clueless we don't have a clueless person on this one we don't yeah, have we a. Did. Where's Dave at? Oh! oh! I don't even care saying it because you're 
hopefully you listen to it. But, Throwing uh, some shade. You're never going to get back on here to defend yourself, so I feel comfortable <laughs> saying anything. <laughs> I'd say to your face if I saw you, probably. <laughs> okay. All right, well, happy well, 50th. It's been a pleasure. I got to go buy toilet paper and then get drunk. So uh, until next time, did I – wait, did I say to listen to our – Yes, I did say to listen to our review of Optimus Prime number one, right? Yeah. yeah okay. Did. Until oh, next time. Yes, until next time. Keep reading comics. What he said. Hello again, and welcome to the uh, Pull List podcast. Hopefully we're in a little bit of higher uh, sound quality, because I just uh, was playing around, and I'm actually using my soundboard for this. So... Um, I'm your host, Kendall, and uh, I've got a uh, new uh, co-host, Jared. Uh, why don't you introduce yourself, Jared? All right, Kendall. Thank you very much, first, for having me on here. It's very much appreciated. Uh, I love comics. Uh, my background is everything from X-Men, Spider-Man, uh, current list. I love Deadpool, um, Punishers, uh, Batman, you name it. Uh, I'm really into any kind of pop culture, especially with comics. I can talk about movies, comics, and all that action figures, anything like that all day. Uh, but instead, I'm looking forward to uh, talking with you.